So, you've just finished A Court of Thorn and Roses, and you're craving another fantasy world to devour. Dipsy's got your back. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. I gotta tell you that the immersive soundscapes are really what makes a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different (laughs) and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves greek gods and goddesses regency era historical fiction for you sam and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure new content is released every week so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again you can always find something new to explore dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction for listeners of the show dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up that's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash just break up dipsystories.com slash just break up look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, Just Breakup family. I have the unfortunate job of sharing some sad news. Sam's mother-in-law passed away earlier this week. I know that the entire Just Breakup community is behind me when I say... We are so deeply sorry for this loss, and we extend all our love and sympathy to Sam's husband, Peter, Peter's sister, his father, and everyone who loved and was loved by his mother, Mary. In lieu of a primary episode this week, we're going to share a Patreon episode that we aired earlier this April. We will be back next week, but until then, hold your loved ones close, tell them you love them. And move through this week with gratitude and kindness. We love you. Welcome to Just Break Up, the Patreon edition. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And this week, we're going to talk about gaslighting. Sorry, I had to do it. This is a Dixie Chicks song. (laughs) This is now a Dixie Chicks stan podcast. So um, if you're not into it, then see yourself out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I was really sad when they delayed their episode. Or, I mean, delayed their episode, delayed their album. <laughs> I know, me too. Um, I love the Dicks Chicks. Sam once, this is honestly, like, it aligns with your love languages. I have never felt more loved by you. <laughs> than, Sam went to a Dicks Chicks concert with his whole family, and I really wanted to go, but the tickets were like $78,000. Um, they were so expensive. Thank you, um, parents, for paying yeah, for that. Exactly. Because I did yeah, not pay I, a cent for it. <laughs> 
I really wanted to go, but I wasn't about to be like, oh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Blackwell, please buy me a ticket. Um, uh, but Sam sent me, I mean, it had to been like 20 videos all night from the whole concert. It was so awesome. Okay. Anyway, uh, let's get into what we're actually talking about in our check-in topic. Uh, first, I'm going to educate, educate Sam, <laughs> or I'm going to try to, as gracefully as possible, ex- explain something um, to him that I've just recently like dived into, but also like has been around for like 10 years. So I'm sorry if I'm like really late <laughs> to the party. Um, so, uh, a lot of people in the woo woo self-help world might know the name Byron Katie and Byron Katie is, I don't even know how to describe her or like what she would t- like s- self-help, um, spiritual something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, his- the, the idea of it is that, um, Byron Katie struggled for like the first half of her life with extreme um, bouts of depression and negative self-talk and to the point where she, you know, her depression was manifesting in a way where she like couldn't get out of bed and, you know, during the day and stuff like that. And she had this like life changing revelation that her thoughts like that she, that if she believed her thoughts if she believed her thoughts of I'm worthless, I'm unlovable, my life is terrible, then, then she would suffer. But if she Hmm. didn't believe her thoughts, if she chose to say, that's not real, like you say, then, Mm -hmm. then her life would have extremely less tension, uh, less, um, uh, unhappiness. Like if you, if you, if your inner monologue says, I'm a bad person, and then you, you question that inner model, like you don't believe it, then, then that empowers you to free yourself from these negative thoughts. This all being said, this, this ideology doesn't always work. I mean, because like we can't, um, woo woo ourselves outside of, out of like, you know, systemic oppression, you know? Um, (laughs) and, um, but she does say, say that the purpose of what she calls the work is it's these four steps that I'm going to walk you through in a moment. The purpose of the work that we do to challenge our own inner thoughts is meant to be mind expanders. It's meant for you to look at the same problem from a different angle and, and hopefully mm-hmm. glean new perspective and empowerment from it. And I think you're going to really enjoy it because of, yeah, be, you already do that so naturally by talking to your anxiety or talking to your inner perfectionist and saying like, this isn't real or this inner mm-hmm. perfectionist is just trying to protect me, you know? Um, yep. And so what Byron calls the work is um, you have to you have to make a statement um, like I'm mad at Brad because he lied at lied to me, um, or you know I feel pressure from my mother to be perfect all the time, or da 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 da, and then you ask yourself four questions based on that statement. Um, I want to pick a. I want to pick a statement between the t- you and I that we can like work through. We can either use the example I used before of like, I'm mad because Brad lied to me, or maybe is there something that you feel right now with work or something like that, that you maybe want to uh, divulge in front of 500 people? <laughs> yeah. Um, you can say pass. No, I, I feel like I am. Uh, like, I feel like I, I don't know that I actually feel this, but it's something that has like crossed my mind a few times, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I feel like I'm not making the most of this COVID 
quarantine. Mm. Like I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough self work during this quarantine to justify the amount of time I'm watching television. (laughs) I love it. So let's work through this. Keeping in mind that like, I'm a, I'm a, the work amateur, but I think we can work through it together. So the first question (laughs) is you take that step statement and I ask you, um, Sam, is that statement true? That you are not doing enough with your time during this COVID. And you can say yes or no. There's no. Um, no. Okay. It why? feels true. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let's say yes first. So yes, because it feels true. Right. That, um, and because of what, because you don't have that you're not doing X, Y, and Z that you don't feel like you're hitting these milestones or you're achieving enough. Yeah. It feels like, um, it feels like a lot of people are like baking or like doing all sorts of like gaining these new skills and i am like cool (laughs) i'm watching a lot of television and like reading a lot of books (laughs) yeah totally um the okay so the second question is uh how do how do you know it's true and is it is it really true (laughs) first question is is it true and the second question is is, but is it really true (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I know this because I'm comparing myself to other people on Instagram. Um, yeah. Which is not, you know, really an actual factual way of comparing myself to other people. <laughs> right. So, no, it's not really true. Although your emotions are still there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Question three is how does it make you feel? How do you feel physically? Like maybe you can describe it to me when you believe this thought. Um, not great. I experience a lot of tension, uh, which I tend to hold in my solar plexus, uh, which mm-hmm. gives me a tummy ache. So <laughs> mm-hmm. really not mm-hmm. great when I'm like, Oh God, and I'm squandering you- this time. <laughs> and how do you feel about yourself? Uh, not great. feel like a, like a loser or like a, yeah. like I'm this hippie woo woo self-help make Person yourself better. Internet. Yeah. My job literally is to like help people work through this shit. And here I am feeling bad about the fact that people are making bread on Instagram. So Mm. not great. (laughs) Yep. And then this fourth question is, how would you feel if you didn't believe that thought? How would you feel if you didn't? So much better. Yeah. Tell me, what would it feel like? Explain it to me. Uh, Because then I would, because then I could just do things that actually make me feel better uh which is watching tv and reading right now and sleeping yeah so <laughs> yeah and also how would you feel about yourself like as a human being your merit of if you didn't believe that you weren't doing enough how would you feel about yourself i would treat myself better right i would i would feel yeah. more empathy for myself and be like you if the expectation is not that you're at this level then like I can see that you're hurting right now. And so what do I need to do to take better care of you? Yeah. You know, what's so funny about this process too, is that I see you saying, oh, I would treat myself better or I would acknowledge my hurt or whatever, but I haven't heard you say I would feel good about myself or whole or like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and isn't that interesting that, that, that angle this is what the work reveals to you is like, how are you holding yourself differently? Like if you didn't believe the thought that you weren't, that, 
if you didn't believe the thought that you're not being productive enough, that would manifest truly as you feeling productive, whole, healthy, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and that's not to say that's, that's not to censor your hurt, you know, like, cause we're, you're struggling right now. We're all struggling. Um, but it's, it's the idea that if you don't believe that, that in fact you are unbroken, you are, you are Mm -hmm. doing great instead of a wound that you need to, you'd be better at caretaking, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so the fifth step, it's not a, like there's those four questions, but the fifth, the last thing you do is can you, can you reverse that statement? And can you give me a couple of reverses of that statement? What is the, what is the opposite of, because if you don't believe that you're being unproductive, what, what is the opposite of that statement? Um, I'm doing exactly what I need to do to take care of myself. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't need to compare my, my, my processing of this to other people's processing of this. Yeah. Um, and I can never fully know anyone else's life as well as I know my, my own. (laughs) Yeah. Or what if you are being productive because taking care of yourself is productivity? Yeah. So the last step is really is like taking that idea and turning it as many times as you can to see it, to, to see what it would be like if you believed the alternative, like, wow, I'm being so productive right now because I am surviving because I'm taking care of myself because I'm consuming all these things that I'll, that I love and that I want to share with Peter and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's not just like, Oh, well I'm, it's kind of like you're finding the joy or finding the abundance. It's not just like being compassionate with yourself. Like, Oh, I'm doing the best that I can, even though, you know, that's like my favorite thing to say. Instead, it's like, <laughs> you know, instead it's like, wow, I'm being really productive right now. If I think about productivity, um, as not something that like I'm contributing to the world, but maybe that I'm contributing to myself or, or whatever. Yeah. A, mm-hmm. Another really cool example of it is I actually did it. I like watched a YouTube video of her talking about it, um, about somebody who was like X so-and-so lied to me and I feel hurt about it. And just going through it really fast, she's like, is this true? And he's like, well, yeah, (laughs) because like lying, (laughs) lying feels really objective, you know? And she's like, but was it really true? And he's like, well, you know, I know that when some people are hurting, their lies come from a weird place of truth because they're they're they are they're living their reality or whatever um uh or or the statement was i feel hurt because so and so lied to me and he's like is it really true and it says well no i don't feel hurt that he lied to me i feel hurt that i expected him to be someone that he isn't you know Hmm. and then she went on to be like, how do you feel when you believe this? And he felt, you know, like defensive. He he kept doing like a pushing out motion. Like I want distance from this person. I don't want them, you know? And she Mm. said, well, what would your life look like if you did, if you didn't believe that you were hurt by him lying to you? And he said, I would just let his actions pass by because they have no impact on me. Um, Hmm. Yeah. And this one's hard because like Willow and I talked about it, like it's hard because lying feels so like cut and dry. But again, Mm -hmm. think of it as like brain expanders, because then she she went on to say, well, what's the opposite of you're frustrated because so and so lied to you? And the guy was like, well, I lied to myself. I lied to myself. The expectation that 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 I, you know, that I could 
expect of this person or whatever. And she said, yes, that's true. But another way to turn it is that this person told you the truth. And he was like, wait, what? And, And she's like, well, their version of reality, like, this is the truest version of them, the lot, the, the, the liar. Right. And I think about that in terms of like my last relationship where the person kept cheated on me and lying to me. And I was Ah, the one that kept being like, Oh my, I was, yeah. Right. I was so hurt that he kept lying and cheating on me instead of seeing that that was his truth. It's not like, like I couldn't leave him because I couldn't accept that to be true. You know, um, that like, Yes. That there was like this, that I wanted his, I wanted my version of reality to match his reality, right? Instead of right. Um, acknowledging a separation between the two. And I thought that was and really interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Not that his lies aren't lies, but right. that he's telling you the truth about himself, which is that he is a person who lies. <laughs> exactly. And that was hard for me to realize. Or like the, the lie thing was hard for me because I was like, how can a lie be not true? You fucking lied to me. You told me you bought me a Christmas <laughs> present and you didn't, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, you told me you just slept and, in the same but, bed and it wasn't that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. But instead it's the idea that like, he told me the truth. He told me exactly who he was. And it makes right. me think of like the Dixie chicks covered that song fly. And I don't remember mm-hmm. the original and I love it so much. And it was like my breakup anthem because the a line in that flies is the song called fly um, is um, there's a no talking to this man. He's been trying to tell me so meaning, you know, like the whole breakup, mm-hmm. the song is about like the, the song is about like, um, you know, he doesn't want to be with you. He like, you have to end this relationship. You need to tell yourself, you know, whatever. So I love the line of like, there's not, to- there's no talking to this man and he's been trying to tell me so because like, in his actions, he's been telling me all of his truth and I need to accept that as true instead of trying to mash our two realities together. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's Byron Katie. It's called the work. She actually has a million really fantastic, great examples online on her website. Some of them are like, you know, 35 minute videos for one question, but she does a really good job of taking that tension and like, or that, painful experience and turning it around until you can maybe find some like a, a, an empowering angle at it. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Anyway, I love that. Thanks. Yeah. I think you would really enjoy it. Like maybe check out her website sometime that you're feeling unproductive, <laughs> which is impossible. <laughs> like you are productive. You're a human being, you know? Right. Um, and also this like idea of productivity is the product yeah. of capitalism so (laughs) yeah i do think it i think it's interesting though that in that turnaround system we we didn't you didn't say i'm doing a great job you said like i'd be more understanding of myself that i'm you know instead of being Mm -hmm. like well if you didn't believe you were failing in the first place what would that look like Mm -hmm. yeah anyway sorry to dig up all your shit (laughs) no but that's that's real i mean i think that's That is a different way that I need to be looking at it. (laughs) Yeah. Like what would it be like if we weren't failing? Right. Yeah. Anyway. 
Y'all, as a self-employed person, as a mom of a toddler, I am always struggling with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now I use Rocket Money and it does all of that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, you have full control over your subscriptions and a clear view of your expenses. You can see all your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, Rocket Money can help cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month, so I can clearly see my spending habits and check myself if needed. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even help try to negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you, which I obviously love as a somewhat introverted, conflict-avoidant person. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Rocket Money has over 5 million subscribers and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just break up. That's rocketmoney.com slash just break up. Rocketmoney.com slash just break up. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Quince has things like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which (laughs) um, I am never not in slippers. And these are 100% Australian shearling lined clog slippers. And I love that they're slip on, but they have those durable rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, let's get into our letter because I feel like it is perfectly tied to that example that you gave of that person who's lying, but was telling the truth about them being a liar. Uh, I'm so glad I brought that up. I'm so glad you like it. Like, because this whole week I was like watching her video, Byron Katie's videos and like ruminating on my own life. And I was like, I can't fucking wait to talk about this with Sam. All right, go ahead. I love it. All right. So this letter comes from free from the bullshit. 
who is writing from London. Hi, Sam and Sierra. Before I dive in, I want to I want to sincerely thank you for playing a huge role in the healing from my last breakup last spring. I am a happy, healthy-ish single gal, thanks to you guys and my therapist. So whilst I could probably write 50 separate letters on the man-child of an ex, I've made the choice to move past a lot of the shit and let it go. But I just wanted to seek some advice regarding the topic of gaslighting. I know you've spoken a lot here and there about it in various episodes, but not only am I keen to understand your own experiences, but also to help me out with what I feel like are the remaining feelings of my breakup. These feelings I speak of are sort of like the stubborn remnants of grimy food that's gone hard on a saucepan, the type that needs some elbow grease grease to scrub off, if you know what I mean. Mm. For for context, me and him, thanks Sam for that one. Not everyone deserves the honor (laughs) of their name said out loud. I roll. (laughs) Uh, Me and him got together when I was 21 and he was 22. Our relationship officially began six-ish months later when I was 22 and he was 23. I am soon to be 25. And we ended up staying together for just under two years. It was both our first and only ever serious relationship. We began, like all young couples, completely in awe of each other and spent pretty much all of our time doing exciting things, having fun and living our best lives. We would often make jokes of how we felt like a power couple, how we felt like a power couple, problematic, I know, and we truly enjoyed being what a perfect match we seemed to be. Whilst we were honest, honestly quite clueless, I do feel at peace and not guilty to admit that I can now look back at the first year of the relationship as quite sweet and loving. However... As we approached the one year mark, things started to go downhill. A lot of mixed messages and on and off vibes. I felt like he was afraid to com- of commitment and that would flare up my anxious attachment style. We would bicker, then make up and forget about it. A horrible cycle of uncertainty. He felt incredibly wishy-washy and it was hard to navigate. All of our friends and family still held us in high regard and I sort of felt like I was pretending everything was fine. It's only 10 months after we've broken up and I'm able to share certain feelings with friends. Why is that, you ask? Well, it turns out my reality and experience of this relationship drew me to the conclusion that I was gaslit the shit out of. Mm. Honestly, like WTF, the further I get away from this period of time, the more evident it seems. I spent a lot of the last six months of the relationship feeling like he didn't love me, scared he wanted to break up, and feeling constantly not good enough. I was still trying to maintain my outgoing, extroverted, fun-loving self that I once was, but this man-child was grinding me down. I would go out of my way constantly to show him my love and his emotional support system and just be a fucking great girlfriend, Mm. or at least I tried. As this time went on, his, now what I understand to be convert passive narcissist traits started to really appear. I tried so hard to communicate using all the tools I had from ongoing therapy times when I would approach a conversation about our relationship in a calm and loving way. I would be met with responses like we don't need to speak about our relationship. We're fine. You're just anxious. I'm not biting. These began to really get me down. It felt like I was constantly getting kicked down for trying to be bring healthy communication styles. This Mm -hmm. alongside similar behaviors honestly made me feel like I was going fucking insane. But at the time, I always felt like he had to be right because he was a calm, cool-headed guy from a healthy, loving family. His calm and charming personality was the perfect breeding ground for these gaslighting tactics because I always felt shame or guilt for wanting to communicate or express my needs. 
A month before the breakup, things really went south. After having to temporarily move into his place after I had been kicked out of my apartment by a shitty landlord, we went on a luxury vacation with his family that his parents had booked for everyone. Things between us were just a fragment of what they used to be at this time. I could feel him pulling away, falling out of love with me, and just mentally checking out. Because of this, I asked before the holiday if things were okay, etc., how to feel close during the holiday as I was feeling weird about it. Spoiler alert, the holiday sucked. Mm. I found myself in this huge-ass Kardashian-style mansion in the middle of Italy, but feeling so (laughs) torn down and completely hollow. This man-child had continued to gaslight me the whole trip, making digs at me, making sly comments about everything I did to shame me. For example, why are you wearing makeup? We're on holiday. After making an effort to get dressed up for dinner. Or after setting the dinner table in the most thoughtful way way I could, was met with, wow, who knew we always had to sit together? Just outright mean statements. This was all wrapped up in him wanting to have sex with me, but not wanting to be intimate in any other way, literally walking out of rooms when I would be mid-sentence, etc. Just pure asshole behavior. Yeah, so I think you catch my drift. All of this obviously led me to think he wanted to break up. He was acting like he couldn't stand me. When he got back, when we got back, I asked him about his feeling and was met with, I'm just stressed for work and was belittled for even asking. What I'm trying to say is that I tried to communicate so many times to provide him with an opportunity to air his feelings. One week later, whilst I was making us dinner, he arrived at my door and simply said he wasn't happy and hadn't been happy for a while, didn't love me anymore and wanted to break up. I was literally stunned. I was so heartbroken, but also furious at the way he went about it. He even admitted that the holiday was a test for our relationship, a fucking test I knew nothing about. This is all to Mm. say the man child fully manipulated my reality. I was truly gaslit until the very end. He even had the audacity to say, you deserve better. He was right. I do. He Mm. remains blocked. So after that long ass story time and a journey and a half over the last year to calmness, I guess my questions to you both are one, have you ever experienced gaslighting like this Two, how do you know to trust your feelings and to distinguish when anxieties are simply insecurities or when they are a result of manipulation or gaslighting three, what are the ways you have processed the revelation that you have been gaslighted or manipulated and four, how do you not project this type of experience onto new relationships in the future? Thank you so much for reading and apologies for the decline in grammar. All the love <laughs> and hope you're and hope you're sane, sane and safe in this time. Awesome. Thank you. Free so from the bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what to call you, though. <laughs> FFB. Mm-hmm. FFB. Got it. Um, OK, uh, Sam, have you experienced any gaslighting? Oh my God. I was so triggered by this letter. It was delightful. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I have. It. Um, yeah. So I, you know, dated this man, him, um, who would, who would do a lot of like really shitty things to me and then pretend like they were my fault for being upset about them. Um, mm. so like, would like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the one that I talked about, was that on the last episode? No, it's next episode. Next oh, okay. next long episode <laughs> that comes out, y'all. <laughs> we'll keep it. We'll keep it private, you know, so that right, it's yes. a reveal. Um yeah, who would like go out at night and not come home until like four in the morning and not like yeah. respond to any calls or texts and then be like, You're being irrational, like who cares that I was out until four in the morning, right? Um, and then also near the end of the relationship, did a lot of the same stuff that that your dude 
uh, FFB was doing, which was that he wanted to break up with me, but didn't want to do it. So he just made my life a living hell until I broke up with him <laughs> and made me feel like I was honestly oh like God. losing touch with reality because I would be like, what is happening? And he would be like, nothing. Everything's fine. Why are like you, you don't need to get this worked up about it. Wow. 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 So yeah, I feel you. I feel you. FFB. <laughs> yes. Um, I have been gaslit too. I'm trying to think of like specific examples. Um, I'm trying to think of an example outside of like the lying cheater, you know, because Mm -hmm. that one, that's like an, I'm not sure if that's gaslighting because like, that's just, you're just lying to me, (laughs) (laughs) which is a form like gaslighting is related to lying. Um, and I feel gaslit in that I was promised a version of him, you know, like I was promised, like, he's like, let's get married. I want to be with you forever. I want to be monogamous, you know? So like, I felt gaslit in that, but I'm trying to think about the little things because that's really what, um, makes you question your reality is like Mm -hmm. when it's, when it's literally like a constant, um, rejection of, of what you think is real. Like, no, no, that's not real. You know, like, we're not going to argue about that. You know? Um, Yeah. I think it's especially like, there's one thing about like, I'm cheating on you and I'm lying to you about it. But there's another thing that's like, I'm going to lie about a thing that happened to you and that you know to be true. That right? is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the difference. Because I don't feel totally comf- confident being like, that's 100% gaslighting. It's like, right. your experience of me is wrong. Um, and yes. that's where gaslighting gets so harmful. Um, or like your think- memory of this event is not real. Which is like oh that he did. Oh my God. He did that to me all the time where he'd be like, this is how I it went. Ha- and I would be like that. I, I don't know. How do you, how, do, how are you misremembering this? Like, are you that, are you, is your memory that bad or are you just so deluded that you are like, you are intentionally misremembering this or are you just like treating me like a, like a dick? <laughs> mm. And it was like so frustrating yeah. because it I was like. That- I got so worked up about making sure, like trying to convince him that the memory, the way that this experience happened really happened in the way that it happened to me, that it would be, it would make me so crazy because I was like trying to get him to have, remember this experience in the same way, even though like, I don't know what his intentions were. I have thought about this so many times and I can't tell if he just like was honestly so so like involved self-involved that he like honestly thought these things went differently or if he was like literally lying to me um but just like that that work of trying to get him to understand like remember things that happened to us the way they actually happened so exhausting was exhausting and just like i'm getting mentally tolling tense just thinking about how awful that was so i feel you think about (laughs) yeah let's think about katie ffb or byron yeah yeah uh byron (laughs) katie in this because um in that you know because that's the other thing about so many people who gaslight are are hurting and are sick you know in one way or another right for sure and i say that because i have to be like culpable to the fact that like we have the healthy not healthy people but like everyone has the capacity to gaslight because i think a unless you're doing it so intentionally and maliciously, you're basically trying to make other people's reality align with yours. And sometimes that's manifested almost violently, you know, in Mm -hmm. this way of like trying to make people 
feel like what they believe isn't real. And I think about my way past, like when I was really unhealthy and if somebody was like, you're, you know, you're, uh, you don't want to be with me. Um, you're, you're taking advantage of my time and energy. I'd be like, Oh no, 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 no. Like I would, I would want to like push against that because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want what they're saying to be true. And I wouldn't want to be accountable to it. Not in like a, I'm an evil genius, but in like that, I didn't have the tools and skills or capacity or desire to deal with my own shit, to be like, you're right. I am taking advantage of you. Um, Mm -hmm. I should stop you know, I should stop. Like I didn't, I didn't want to back then, but now I'm like, Oh, let me just dig through all my shit. Um, (laughs) anyway, just saying that to be accountable. Um, and, and to anybody who out there is like, Oh fuck, I've done this. Well, that's just for sure. And I have like, I have done it too. And there's like, but there are also like things that I've learned about how to, how to handle that too, to be like, right. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Like I understand, like I respect that that's your perception of, of how things went. And I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Uh, and so like, how can we move forward in this? Right. Like right, that's right. at least acknowledging that like your reality isn't the reality of that other person. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. And can, so connecting it to the Byron Katie thing is like mm-hmm. um, him, your him, Sam, back mm-hmm. then when he was like, that didn't happen. Like you're misremembering like that that was his truth, right? Like that he didn't, he couldn't see your truth. He didn't want to, he didn't want to acknowledge his behavior or whatever yep. he wanted to, you know, and it's so great. Cause, cause I think what I'm trying to get across right now is that like in those moments of deep toxicity, when a gaslighter is gaslighting, you know, and is like clinging to the gaslighting, that's their, that's their only control that's their truth Mm. that's the church that they pray to you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. that that act of manipulation is what's allowing them to maintain their own small level of control over all of that crazy toxicity bubbling up inside them and that's their fucking truth and that's sad that the reason why i'm trying to explain all of this is that once we see that that's their reality that that's that they're they're not doing it um that they're, yeah, doing they're not it. like Dr. Evil in their lair, like yes, with their like exactly. their massive, like evil plan with all of these steps. It's just that like they are hurting so much. And also they're like, they're not doing it consciously. They're just doing it. Right. Because it's like um, their way of in the moment, preserving control over what feels like is out of their control. Yeah. And, and once, once you see that, um, once you see that you're like, Oh my God, I want nothing to do with this, you know, exactly. Just like the liar thing is like, <laughs> once I, once I acknowledge that so-and-so was constantly lying and this was all I was going to get from him, then it's like, Oh, I'm not going to jam my reality against your reality to try to make it fit. I'm just going to walk away. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is a little tangent about gaslighting. Um, yeah, so no, yeah. But like, and that's also, that's also what I had to learn by the end, like mm-hmm. was that, his version of reality was different than mine. And I can't explain what, why it was different or whether or not that was intentional, but I just had to realize that there was nothing I could do to get him to see my version of reality as real. Yeah. And like it, but what was good about that was then it also reinforced for me, like affirmed me and said like my version of reality is real and it has nothing to do with whether or not he will accept that. Right. I know the truth of what happened. 
I have faith in the truth that what, of what happened. And the fact that he doesn't want to see it or the fact that he is misremembering it, whether intentionally or not, is on him. It's not on me. Right. I know that he was making out with that man in the bar. I yeah, know yeah, yeah, that yeah. that Settlers of Catan game that he took with him when we moved out <laughs> was purchased for me by my sister. But like, cool that you think you went to Target to buy it. Like, what? Yeah. But like, it has nothing to do with me. Like the the he can remember whatever he wants to remember. But I know the truth in my heart was that those two things were true. Um, and and it has nothing to do with getting him to acknowledge or validate that truth because like I don't need it. I I have it because. And also how much of our time in romantic conflict is spent trying to get the other person to understand or to understand the other person to feel like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? How much of that conflict is spent like is, oh, if I could just convince him of how I feel or experience things, then he'll understand and he'll treat me better. But instead, like this is this is their world these are their rules they're playing by a different game another thing byron katie said that's just totally unrelated sam but also related and i'll just just a quick aside is that she talked about how like in marriages like you and peter might be married to each other but you have two different marriages that you have your Mm -hmm. marriage to peter and peter has his marriage to you and that even though Mm -hmm. it's the same thing and relationships right like we think that you're that we're we're, we are you are building something right like you are building a life together or whatever and you're both Mm -hmm. contributing but your marriage is separate than his marriage and that they're operating in with different rules isn't that interesting um it is Anyway, so this is to say Gaslighter is operating in different rules than your and your yours FFB and now you're like bye fucking peace the fuck out. <laughs> uh, what are the questions? The questions are like how the fuck to deal with this, how to move on so we've and not experienced bring it to somebody it. else. Yeah, like how do you trust your feelings? Um and I so FFB, I want to say that like your feelings throughout this whole process were like a hundred percent spot on. So like, I want to affirm you in that. (laughs) Like, like throughout your letter, you were like, I wasn't feeling it. It felt like he was pulling away. Like things were weird. And like, he, he didn't acknowledge that. Right. But Mm -hmm. your instincts Mm -hmm. on that were a hundred percent spot on. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you, you could tell he was pulling away. You could tell he was being emotionally distant. Like all of those things that you were perceiving were a hundred percent real. Um, and I think what, I think I hope what you take out of this experience is that you can trust yourself in those moments when you're feeling like this doesn't feel right. Like mm. this, this isn't, this isn't working for me um, because you, you, you felt the right things. Like you felt the reality and also you did things to try and like bridge that gap. Right. I mean, if we are having two separate marriages <laughs> at any given time, right then the important thing is that we need to be talking to each other about like the experiences that we're having within those two marriages so mm-hmm. that we can at least like bring as much of them together as possible. I and totally it sounds like agree. you were trying to do that. And this, this man child, as you call him, wasn't willing to. So like yeah. all of your understandings and all of your instincts in this moment were right. So like, how do you, how can you, I want to affirm that in you so that you can begin to trust those, those feelings and those instincts more and more. Yeah. And I have a question for you, Sam, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. moving forward, when I think about recovering from 
intense times of abuse that, you know, often, you know, like recovering from that one relationship that, you know, I'm talking about, um, that like took me like several years to actually fully mentally like catalog and uh-huh. process. Um, I, I found that I felt, and this, this goes into FFV's question. I found that I felt incredibly sensitive in later relationships. Like, oh my God, I'm being gaslit right now. And then I was like, oh wait, am I being gaslit? Like, or, or do they just have a different understanding of something than I do that is not mm-hmm. malicious? Because yet again, always there's two marriages. There's two different realities. Yep. Like how do we move For sure. forward? And I'm sure you felt this way with him, like how to move. Absolutely. On. Like <clears throat> how do we advocate? Cause it's really about self advocation, right? Like how are we advocating for our, ourselves empowering ourselves to feel like we're trustworthy, you know, yep. that our experiences are trustworthy, but also how do we navigate when a not malicious person has a different experience than us? Because that's bound to happen. And it is bound to happen. And I think it's like, I think it's super important to call that out. So like, I'm really glad that you did because mm-hmm. I think, I think it's important to understand that other people have different perceptions. Yeah. Of and not everything is and, gaslighting or that no, or and, gaslighting is on a scale, you know? Absolutely. Yep. And that it's, it's okay for other people to have a different experience of something that you have experienced together, right? It's, it's different mm. for that person to say like, here's the definition of, uh, here's the definition of monogamy that I was operating under and it's different than yours. So like, mm-hmm. how do we have a conversation about, about aligning those better? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is not to excuse cheating, right? But it is to say that like there are different, if we are all operating with different understandings and different definitions of things that might feel universal when they're absolutely not. And so I think Mm. for me, what I had to do was learn to talk about my experience as my own experience and to say to my Mm. partner, this is how I experienced this thing that just happened. Right. This I is know, the story I'm telling myself. Right. Right. Like, I know that this is probably not your intent. I know that this is like, was maybe accidental, but here is how I perceived and felt that. I want you to know that so that you can understand like what, how your actions are, are having this repercussion on me. Mm-hmm. And then listening when they said, that's not what I meant, or I experienced that differently. Like, I'm sorry. Like Peter and I have these conversations yeah. all the time with like, you know, with a friend says something and I, and he's like really worked up about it. And I'm like, here's how I think that that friend may have meant what they said. And, and coming to like an understanding of like our different perceptions of what happens mm-hmm. are different, but that doesn't make any of our perceptions of what happens less valid. Right. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? And then, yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> and also it's, it's for FFB moving forward. It's knowing is this person doing the underlying foundational like are they treating me with a foundational underlying respect love and kindness that I know I deserve even if we have a disagreement because that's the different that's where the man child failed where he's being petty and mean and malicious like Mm -hmm. and or and making you feel like second he was doing all of that because he was unhappy and he wanted you to be he wanted you to say fuck you I'm out but instead yeah. he was like doing the long game, you know? Um, and so it's like exactly what Sam said, which is like learning how to communicate your experience lovingly, respectfully to yourself and others, listening to other people's experience, but then also being able to like bolster all of that with 
that self-love self-reflect knowing like what what you deserve right because Mm -hmm. um a disagreement between two people who respect and love each other looks a lot different between an abuser and their partner for sure you know yep absolutely um and i think and I think that as you move forward, any person that's not willing to do that with you, any person that's not willing to to show that level of vulnerability and share what their experience mm-hmm. is and try and actively understand yours is not someone that you want to be with, right? And mm-hmm. it's like Brene Brown talks about in uh, her book, right? Like if the person is not in the arena with you, then mm-hmm. they're not worth your time. And so if someone's showing up with all of their armor on being like, everything's fine, don't talk to me, like I don't. I don't want to demonstrate any vulnerability, then they don't, they don't get the, the joy of being vulnerable with you. They don't get to Mm -hmm. experience that. Um, and so like, if you are in a relationship, that's, that is something that I had to learn. If I was in a relationship with someone where I felt like I couldn't be honest about my experience and like have them see it, if not fully understand it, just like see it, uh, then I couldn't be in a relationship with that person. Like it just was not, it was not going to work. I think that's really a, a, a great analogy to bring in this in, into this, the arena, like what the man child was saying, like, oh, no, we're fine. Like not validating that experience because you can also have a dis- you can have a disagreement between experiences and the one person can say, oh, that doesn't bother me. And that and mm-hmm. then you're like, like if I was like, oh, my God, I'm really upset by this. And then you said, well, that doesn't bother me. Like I need to know that that you're that that's not a dismissal of mine, you know, like maybe you Mm -hmm. could acknowledge it and say like, yes, I see that you're upset, but I also have to recognize that my understanding of reality, my experience is not impacted or defined by other people's experience. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And saying to your partner, this thing really, this thing really bothers me and having them say like, I didn't even know I was doing it. Sorry. Can also be a way for you to be like, okay, well then I can reframe and say like, this isn't intentional. And so like, I don't need to be bothered by this person doing this thing anymore. Right. right? Like there's that open and honest communication about our, our experiences and our understanding of the world is like what helps us bridge the gaps between people, um, mm. as we move in relationship with, with people, like we're never going to fully understand our partner, but we can at least continue to try over and over again. And if your partner's not willing to do that with you then your relationship is going to be really difficult. Yes, totally. I agree. Um, and FFV, we're sorry that this happened to you. Um, we're really glad that you're out of that situation and now reflecting and doing the awesome thing. Like the really like, um, uh, it's a lucky thing to do self-reflect, you know, to look back and learn from our, from our past. Um, and we're, we're confident that you're going to, you're going to be able to, protect, believe, and empower yourself more moving forward. Absolutely. We love you. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. All right, friends. Thank you so much for subscribing, for supporting us on Patreon. Um, You make this possible for all listeners to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sam and I are going to be doing another... um, live stream show at some point in the future so stay tuned for that um yeah anything any other announcements i don't think so okay cool all right friends so you remember you have the right to live 
and grow free from things like gaslighting or other toxic behaviors. All human beings have that right, and so do you. You deserve more than being an emotional punching bag, and you can trust your own reality. You know what you experienced and felt. No one can take this power away from you. And all loneliness or discomfort is infinitely better than this form of abuse. And if all else fails, just break up. 